Hey guys, thank you again for tuning in to another episode. I have a great review to share with you guys, and it's called The Rugger Sprayer Approves. Definitely digging the new podcast. The host is definitely an inspiring figure who brings you on a journey of her life, as well as engaging with her audience on the various topics that intertwines with it. Do you already know? It's Remo Approved. Thank you so much for your review. I really, truly appreciate it. Guys, please remember, rate, review, subscribe to the Do I Look Fat podcast. I can't believe that it's already been a month since I started this journey. And I just had to share with you guys, I literally charted twice my first month. I charted two separate times. That is just amazing. It's been 30 days and it literally only pushes me to do better. And I honestly could not have done it without you guys. You guys who are listening to this message right now, like I am literally thanking you from the bottom of my heart. It means so much to me to to just feel like my voice is being heard. I'm not hitting crazy charts, but bro, like People are listening to me and they're coming back and they're, it's just too much to put into words, okay? And you know, I'm a crybaby, so I definitely, you know, am getting a little bit emotional. But also, not only do I owe thanks to you guys, but Carla Will Maris from the Idea to Launch Academy is the GOAT. And I couldn't have done this without her. Her course just gives you all of the information that you require to start your own podcast, whether you want to do it in 30 days or if you take three months like I did. It's a great resource, guys. I cannot stress this enough. I don't even have to say anything else. Listen, the proof is in the pudding and all of the information will be linked down below. Okay, enough of this. It's time to start the episode. Do I look fat? Hey guys, welcome to the Do I Look Fat podcast. It's your host, Steffi Kiss. Today's guest is another one of my fellow Idea to Launch alumni, my ATL baddie, and the one person to never tell you you're too pretty to be single. It's my girl, Tay Elizabeth. Hey girl, how you doing? Hey Steffi, thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, you took the um, Idea to Launch course just like I did you just recently launched your podcast which is named you're too pretty to be single how is that going it's going amazingly like every week I'm like trying to pinch myself like I don't know I'm like <laughs> I keep saying thank you but it's like the love is so overwhelming but in the mm-hmm. best way possible definitely definitely Carla has definitely built a community within the whole podcasting realm and it's like we really just support each other you know we met through idea to launch and we've become so cool like we don't just talk about podcasts we talk about all types of shit (laughs) (laughs) and we just got really cool based off of that one course so she's really amazing when it came to that um as you know, my podcast is not only just about weight loss, but it's more so about body image and self-acceptance. Um, you're naturally a slim girl, so I'm happy to have you on today just to have your point of view on you know, body acceptance mm-hmm. and self-acceptance, confidence, 
just all of that. Um, so, but before we get into the main topics for today's podcast, I wanted to go into some random questions where my listeners can get to know you a little bit more and maybe even get to know me. I've only been doing this for about, I think this is episode eight, but it's only been five weeks. So it's still pretty new. Um, It's only been a month in. I am blessed to have, you know, all the listeners that I've had, but everyone's still basically getting to know me as well. Right. So I just have a couple of random questions. Should I be scared? So we can get to know. Mm, No, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) All right. So question number one, what's your biggest deal breaker in a relationship? Ooh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest deal breaker. Um, I would have to say, I don't want to get heavy, but the like verbal things that they say that can potentially make you feel like they're putting you down or belittling you, Mm -hmm. um, that would probably be my biggest because I've dealt with that so many times. So yeah, definitely. Mental abuse is really a thing. It's real. It's real. So yeah, the, the way that they talk is something that I take very seriously in my relationship, how they mm-hmm. talk to me. And the way they address you mm-hmm. and just, yeah, basically how they speak to you. That's very important yes. because if they can speak to you any old type of way, even when you're not upset, like what's to say that you're not going to like really disrespect me out here in these streets. Like, right. You could just talk to me any type of way. Exactly. And not even just disrespectful as in like calling you a bitch or whatever. There's some people who use like mind games to Mm -hmm. make you feel less about yourself. Girl. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's the, it's the smallest things. Like even things like, are you going to wear that? Or, you know, do you like, right. Do you really want to wear your hair like that? Or I like when your hair is this color or that color. Like to me, it's like verbal control and abuse. Control is definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a thing. That's very interesting. Um, For me, and I'm just speaking as far as like, because I'm a mom, if you don't have patience, um, as you know, my son, he's 10 years old, he has autism. So Mm -hmm. I need a partner who is patient, who is loving, who likes kids. Um, I don't know if I want any more kids in the future, but I'm not opposed to it. But you need to love me and my son right. if we're going to be together. Package deal. That's a real big thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. My little cancer baby, because he's <laughs> a cancer just like you and I. Just um, he's just He's just as emotional as I am. So I need to make sure that you have the patience to actually, you know, deal with the both of us. Because there might be a day when both of us are just on our shit and... You're just going to have to deal with it, maybe. Right. You can't just leave. (laughs) Definitely not. All right. So my next question. um, Okay. What was the last crazy adventure you went on? (laughs) Crazy adventure. That's hard because I've been in quarantine for so long. Okay. Okay. The last crazy adventure. I mean, I guess the quarantine. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Going to get quarantine during the quarantine is an adventure in itself. <laughs> that is for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like I've mentioned before, uh, Tay Elizabeth has a podcast called You're Too Pretty to Be Single. And she talks about dating and, you know, being single in America, a 20-something-year-old female, your 
um, trials and tribulations that you've been mm-hmm. through and just um, the mental health aspects of it as well. So I can definitely see how getting quarantine during the quarantine can be an adventure. So tell me about that. Did you have to like sneak out of your house or? Okay, so I am living in Atlanta. So we had Mm -hmm. a statewide stay at home order. So basically, yes. Now, I think I was very dramatic. <laughs> I was like, if I get stopped, what am I going to say? Like, My friends were like... Did you have like dark glasses I was and like a trench so coat? I was so incognito. Like, I was so <laughs> incognito. And then I'm like standing outside his door. I'm like, hurry up and open the door. And then I'm like sliding. <laughs> like somebody's going to get me. But I didn't want anyone to see me outside no, here. Like, I didn't want to be a part. I'm, we're trying by. to flatten the curve. I did not want to be a part of that. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but the quarantine was just calling your name. It was. It was worth it. It was worth it. Well, that's good. Because imagine if it wasn't. That would have been, like, the ultimate fucking blow. Like, I did all of this acting like Harriet the Spy and this shit was whack. Like, right. what the fuck? <laughs> That's why I always say you need to ha- get quarantine from somebody you've already had sex with before. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a very long time since I've had any type of peen, so I'm a little... <laughs> any, any style of peen. It's been a while. Any any style of peen. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, been against it for a while. I'm on my fake celibacy shit, and quarantine has actually helped me with my little fake journey to celibacy, but... I would be very upset if after a couple of months of not seeing anything, touching anything, or and it was terrible. You get the trash like, D. The trash D. Trash. There's nothing worse than trash D. <laughs> nothing. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know there could be trash pussy, but trash dick is like, it's, sir, what are you doing with your life? Why do you have this tool that you can't use? You have a whole like, tool. You had all these years to figure it out. And what? What is going on? I need you to really learn what to do with it. You know, maybe take a class. There has to be some type of course or something that can be offered. There should be a class. There should be a class. I think I think people would pay for that. I do. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Especially during quarantine. Mm-hmm. You have nothing but time and opportunity at this point. Learn yourself. Learn how to please your partner. Whichever partner that may be. Right. Whichever partner. <laughs> but it's so disappointing. Trash D. <laughs> Um, let's see. My last crazy adventure. So I literally just came up with these questions like an hour ago. So I I have not put any thought into this. Um, I want to say my craziest adventure was in 2018. God, I'm so fucking boring. 2018. <laughs> um, it's when I went to Greece and we actually got into like a mini car accident mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. What? <sighs> Girl. So we're in, literally, we're in Greece where all you see is, like, brick walls, dirt roads, and goats, okay? We're looking for the beach. Of course, we were drinking. <laughs> of course, Which of course. I do not condone <laughs> drinking and driving, guys. I was not driving, so but I was you not were the drinking. one committing. But I was drinking. Um, and I was in the car with someone who was drinking. Mm. And... In Greece, the roads are so narrow that the GPS cannot um, tell the difference between a road and an alley. Oh, so, okay. That's helpful. Girl, <laughs> helpful? 
I'm not even going to tell you the story of how we drove down an alley and got stuck. Okay. That's a whole other story. <laughs> That's a, another but adventure. That is definitely another adventure. Um, This one, we actually, there was a rock sticking out of the wall and it slashed our tire. So we had to drive from the middle of nowhere to civilization, which was about 20 minutes, maybe on the metal of the tire so we fucked up the tire the whole axle when we went to the um the rental this greek man he looked like he wanted to stab us like he was so pissed but then he's talking about you should have called me and tell you what we weren't there was a goat like down the block like we didn't know where the fuck we were there were no signs maybe if he would have told the goat the goat would have told the man (laughs) (laughs) maybe you know they all might know each other we don't know but it was just ridiculous he like attempt he won he was talking about calling the cops on us girl we ended up having to pay almost a stack oh my god to fix that car yeah it was ridiculous and a story I will always continue to tell because I cannot believe that that actually happened to me. I didn't want to be locked up abroad. Right. That's I all was, I can think about. I was going to say you're across the world. Like, and you're in the middle of in nowhere. Greece, we don't speak the language. Like, luckily, a lot of people speak English, mm-hmm. but I don't know what your laws are. Like, what is the law against drinking and driving? Like, is it a ticket or is it like 90 days in jail? Or, like, Or is it like death? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So that was definitely a crazy adventure. Um, but it was fun to talk about it and laugh about it now. But during that time, girl, you know, my my cancer ass, I was a crybaby. Right. Like, please don't. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want, no, I just don't want to. I have a baby at home. I need to go home. Steph, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> only you. Girl, only me, apparently. Shit like this only happens to mm-hmm. me. Um. Okay, so... Let's see. Question number three. What's your idea of a perfect date? Hmm. I'm very simple. Very okay. simple. So, and I'm also from Atlanta, so brunch is a thing here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. take me to brunch, it's I'm going to be the happiest girl in the world. So I think the best date that I've ever had, we went to brunch and he got me drunk on mimosas. And then we spent the whole day together. So we went to Dave and Buster's, played some games. We we were together for so long that we went to dinner at Papa Do's oh, wow. together. Yeah. So those kind of dates funny. when you just connect instantly and mm-hmm. feed me and give me drinks. <laughs> I mean, that, it's like a win-win. Yeah, that, like that's, you just have my heart. Sir. That's what it takes. Oh, and he gave me and he fed me tacos. You know how I feel about tacos. Oh, were they fish tacos? He fed me fish tacos for dinner. He did. Yes. See, see, where is this man, and what happened? Um, do you have two extra hours? <laughs> <laughs> Long story. We'll have you back. We'll have right. you back to discuss that because I need to know what's going on. He sounds great. Um, but yeah, one day is not, cannot tell you what's going on with this man for the rest of your life. I wish no. it would have, but no, it did not. <laughs> it did not. Um, so in New York, unfortunately, men here don't really know how to plan dates. It's like, so a brunch date, it could be a thing, but it's not 
so much of a thing, at least not the circles that I've come across, the type of men that I've come across. And that could be my own problem because maybe I just pick shitty men. We don't know. Mm. Um, But men don't like to plan dates. The best date I've ever been on, I actually planned it. It was my second date with this guy. Yeah. So I'm the type of girl, like, if you take me out on the first date, my MO, if I like you, I'm going to hit you like, hey, do you want to do this, such and such, in whatever amount of time, depending on when we can see each other or whatever the case may be. Um, So I had planned for us to go to a escape room. Mm. That was so much fun because we did one where it was like the theme was like sex and bondage kind of. Okay. So it was a lot. We ended up winning because I'm very competitive. (laughs) At one point he had to like tie me to like this circle thing and like my ankles and my wrists were tied. Is it the thing that goes around in a circle? (laughs) Yes. And he had to spin me around and it unlocked something. But I was just like, yo, this is Were you upside down? I wasn't upside down. No. So it wasn't standing upright. It was was just laying down. (laughs) I'm like, they put you through a lot. (laughs) It was still weird as fuck. We ended up winning probably um with like a minute left mm. it was great it was a lot of fun um and you get that he told adrenaline he... pumping <laughs> you know whatever um okay so i have one more question okay for you and then we can move on to our next segment and it is have you ever found someone attractive who you thought you really shouldn't find attractive Steph, you ask me these deep questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm just trying to get figure out who my Tay Elizabeth uh, is. Um, that I shouldn't have I found attractive, but I shouldn't have found them attractive. Right. So maybe he wasn't physically your type, mm. or you just like their <laughs> swag, but they were ugly as fuck. Like something like that. So I'm sorry for anybody who's listening who's short. <laughs> But I oh did, I did meet this guy who was, he claimed he was 5'5". Five five. I'm 5'2". Five I think. He claimed I, he was 5'5"? Five I five? think he was like 5'3". <laughs> he was a very small person. And so I went on a date with him and we went to like hibachi mm-hmm. and we were walking through the restaurant and I. I feel like we look like a circus act. Like people were staring at us. Yeah, we're both little. We were did so you have heels small. on? I did not. I did not. I was okay, so good. thankful. But I felt like people were staring at us the whole time. Like I've never Look at these little high schoolers here doing hibachi. <laughs> like they're so cute. Like that's how I felt. And did their I, mom drop them off? I said never, never again. No offense, but I tried it. So you can't say I mm-hmm. never tried it. But never, never again. I cannot date. That's the one thing I'm shallow about is short men. Mm-hmm. But I was attracted to him. I just never went. We, I told him we couldn't go on any more dates. Did you tell him why? No. I just stopped, like, <laughs> accepting the dates. I was like, how about you come over here instead? Like, Oh, so you didn't stop seeing him. No. You were just like, I can't <laughs> see you in public, sir. Right, right. <laughs> I felt so terrible. But he was so sweet. That was the thing, but I did, I felt are. so uncomfortable in public. It's a terrible thing to admit, but I had I have to tell you the truth, Steph. I have to. 
<laughs> so I'm also 5'2". Um, I'm not into shorter guys. Usually the men are d- I date are like six feet and up, mm-hmm. which is crazy because I am short. Like, what do I need a guy who's six foot four? We, for what? We love them. We love tall men. I really do. I, I just like looking up at a guy. Like, yes. like let me... Let me look up at you, boo. Because <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Um, but I do feel that guys lie a lot. And I feel like it's because a lot of these dating apps, they have to put their height. Mm-hmm. It's like a requirement. And girls like you and I will look at someone who says they're 5'6", like, mm, I'm just going to swipe left. Oh, I don't yeah. even know what you really look like. I don't know. We, you could be my soulmate. But I might swipe left just because it says five six on your bio, and that's terrible. It's terrible. I, I do it all the time. Way. I do it all the time, and I'm like, you have to at least say you're like five ten. Those five at ten, least. they be lying. They do. Okay, all of them lie. <laughs> all of them. Let lie. me tell you, okay? Everyone is five eleven. No, you're you know damn well you're five nine. Like. I can tell the difference, sir. Right. Just because I'm 5'2", doesn't mean I can't tell that you're (laughs) 5'8". And I'm like, you lie about it. Then as soon as I see you, I'm like, looking down at you. (laughs) No, my favorite is like when you look at the pictures and like they're standing in front like of a table Mm -hmm. or something and you can see like a reference point and the table comes up to like mid chest and you're like, (laughs) sir, there's no way you're six foot. That shit is hilarious. That is so true. And I like scroll through to see like other people he's standing next to. And I'm like, there's no <laughs> way. Like, there's no Like, so everyone's yes. a giant, sir? So everybody is like 6'5. Everybody you know, your mom is 6'5. Like, I don't, <laughs> buy I don't buy it. But that is oh my so God. funny. It's funny, but it's true. And it's terrible because I wouldn't want anyone to judge me on my weight. Right. But I mean, you can tell I'm a bigger girl by my pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, so means if you swipe left because you don't like thick thighs, that's a that's your prerogative. That's what I, I was going to say. I can swipe left. I was going to say, it, <laughs> they be lying. You know what I mean? Like, they be lying about their height. Like, mm, if you're trying to catch you. If you swipe on me for something that's true about me, then I don't care. But mm-hmm. you're trying to get me got. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not with the shit. Right. At not at all. all. all right so we're gonna go into our next segment of the show and it's eat your heart out and this is where we talk about diet trends fad diets ways of eating whatever the case may be um so today it's not actually an actual diet but i did want to talk about dating while dieting Mm, okay you know because it can be hard um going out eating food, drinking. That's why they say that happy weight, it's a real thing. That relationship weight, it's a real thing. Um, so from the website openfit.com, I found an article that gives you eight tips for dating on a diet. Um, some of these were actually cool. Others, I was like, okay, that's definitely not like first date kind of vibes, at least not for me. So the eight tips were, to be honest, scope out menus ahead of time, have a snack beforehand, know your preparations, order small plates or share, can the condiments, go easy on the alcohol, and cook at home. Okay, so 
being honest, which was the first one, I agree with it. But then also it's like, I don't know you that well. Like, why do I have to tell you my life story just because you're going to be sitting across from me because I wanted them to take off the carbs and wrap my burger in a lettuce? Like, what difference does it make whether I'm on a diet? Maybe I just can't eat carbs and you don't need to know why. Right. I was going to say that's weird to before the date say, oh, by the way, I'm on this particular diet. Like, that's he's going to say, okay (laughs) (laughs) like so then why am I spending my money to take you out um I think if the guy is into fitness and into physical health and things like that and we've had conversations then I'll be like yo you know I'm counting macros this week so maybe we can go to like sweet greens Mm -hmm. or something like that where it can be you know a little bit better on my diet you know um But if it's just some random person who slid into my DMs and was like, hey, you want to go out, blah, 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 I'm really not going to go into the whys and the hows and all of that. Like, I don't really know you all that well. Seven o'clock, so that means that everyone's going to go crazy outside my neighborhood. So (laughs) I don't know. Do they do this in Atlanta? Um, In New York at 7 p.m., they do a like thank you to all the hospital workers and everything and everyone goes out their window so you might hear them in the background but I have my window closed so hopefully not um and they have like blow horns and hitting pots out the window and all of that so it gets pretty loud yeah they do that in the city like deep in the city I live like outside of Atlanta so Mm -hmm. they do it like in the heart of the city Okay. So I can't hear there's it not e- here. <laughs> <laughs> there's not even a hospital by me, and they just mm-hmm. do it. So it's it's a real big thing in New York. Okay, so, oh, the cooking at home. No. Sir, if we're not in a relationship, then why am I cooking for you at home? I mean, unless I don't want to see you in public, like, Tay didn't right. want to be seen with that guy. <laughs> I did make him food sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> it's- <laughs> That is just so funny to me. You're just like, yeah, you know, I can still see you because I like you, but we can't go out. Nobody else can see us. You know, go to the supermarket mm-hmm. and I'll I'll make the food you bring over. Or I've definitely yeah. done that. Or I would tell him to pick up pick up pick us up something before he came over. So right. We definitely right. ate together. Um, how do you feel about sharing food or ordering a small meal on a date? Sharing food is kind of weird to me that's what I thought um I naturally don't eat a lot so Mm -hmm. the portion thing isn't really crazy like I actually prefer Mm -hmm. small portions but I'm not sharing food unless we get like a bunch of appetizers or something and we're like eating different meals together but I don't know what the article yeah. meant. Did they mean like sharing, eating off each other's Like plates? a big plate. Yeah, like, mm. you know, they'll order one entree. Let's say it's like chicken parm or something like that. And then you ask for a second plate. That's just weird. If we're not, a lot of these I feel like are more suited for like relationships yeah. or like long-term dating. Mm. Dates one and two, like, I know some guys would be like, uh, this is my food. I don't understand why you're touching it I was or why you're say, even asking. Like him giving me some of his food. Men eat more than that. They want their own food. 
Especially That's if weird. they're out here paying for a date. Like, they want to get their money's worth. They want to enjoy their food as well. And, and now um, you're reaching over cutting his chicken parm. Like, I'll just take this imagine, little piece first right of here. All, no, don't touch my plate. Right. Please do not touch my plate because <laughs> I cannot deal with that. It's It's like... I won't even be, like, maybe not that hungry or whatever, but we can't share food. No, no. I don't want to share food with you. The tip I did like was um, to check out the menu beforehand. Yeah, definitely. Because then it's like, I'm not there staring Mm -hmm. at the menu for hours, trying to figure out what's in the dish. How many calories. Girl, just do your research beforehand. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. Um... I'm not one, even though I am a bigger size girl, I'm not one to order a salad on a date. Right. I'm just not. Because if you're taking me out to a restaurant, like, I want to eat real food. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Why am I going to eat a salad that I eat every day I'm about to get work? something like, so fucking good on your dime. Like, I'm not getting a salad. Hello. I don't care how good it I'm sounds. I'm not getting it. Never getting a salad. And then also, there's also like that stigma, oh, big girls don't want to eat in front of men. <laughs> Excuse me. What you didn't know is that I starved all day so that I can come on this fucking date because I'm fucking eating. You said I starved all day just for this I event. Really fucking did. I really fucking did. And that's why, like, I low-key be tight. Like, if men, like, cancel a date last minute, I'm like, yo, sir, do you know how hungry I am right now? Yes. Like, I planned, I planned this around you. Like, now you owe me a meal tonight you need to uber eat me some food. so listen that actually happened to me once but really? it, he didn't cancel on me yeah. I was dating this guy and he is are you do you know about zodiacs like are you big on mm. horoscopes and astrology no okay. just the basics well, okay well he's a Pisces mm-hmm. so Pisces are usually like dreamers and they're in their own mind. They're like just floating around. They don't really pay attention to detail and things like that. He never planned a date. And that was my biggest gripe with him all the time. He was a great guy. I liked him. He was short, but I got over that because he was handsome, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't 5'3 short, but he was short. He wasn't six foot tall, six feet tall. Definitely not. He wasn't even like 5'8", I think. He was like 5'7", me. Mm. Pushing it with Tim's on. (laughs) So we go out. He's like, I want to take you out, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I met him at the place, whatever. And it turns out to be a tapas bar. So there was literally no food on the menu. And I had not eaten all day. (laughs) And I'm like, he's taking me out. And it's going to be great. I literally, so they had fish tacos mm-hmm. on the menu, yeah. right? So I ordered the fish tacos because I'm like, I'm fucking hungry. Right. And Taylor, these tacos were cold, okay? I don't know if they had like ceviche in them mm-hmm. or what it was, right. but I was just like, this is not a cooked meal. They definitely don't have like a grill in the back. And I was so <laughs> upset. Yeah. Like I literally... <laughs> That's the last time I saw that man. Like, he wanted a warm meal. He promised you a warm meal, and you got cold fish tacos. <laughs> cold fish 
tacos. And I'm just like, how is this even a thing? So every time you talk about fish tacos, <laughs> I'm low-key triggered because it just reminds me. That's the last time I've ever had fish that tacos. That is some bullshit. We gotta we gotta go get fish tacos stuff. We have to. <laughs> you gotta I yes, got you gotta redeem it I for will, me because I'm triggered, girl. Every time I see it, I'm just like, I don't want that shit. It's probably cold. <laughs> Some cold-ass fish tacos. That is terrible. That's terrible. It's it's ridiculous. Um, So, yeah. When I know I have a date, I tend to just really watch what I eat throughout the day. Maybe drink a lot of water, hydrate. Because also, I probably have, like, a cute-ass outfit that I want to, like, wear. Right. So, I don't want to be bloated yeah. or anything like that. I do that. not eat before a date. <laughs> like, not at all. I mean, you just can't. And that's, like, big or skinny. This is yeah. just how girls think. Right. Because it's like, I have that cute little dress that I want to wear. But you know what? Sometimes when I, you know, eat a sandwich, sometimes my, like, roll in the back mm-hmm. is a little bit more prominent. Mm-hmm. So let me just not do that today. <laughs> so it's it just, just the, the dress is not a problem. No matter what size you are, the dress looks different after you eat. <laughs> it just looks different. It feels different. That's a fact. So it's like, I need you to see me before I eat, you know, Mm -hmm. take it all in. And then I can, you know, win you over with my personality and you won't worry about, you know, the tightness of my dress. Exactly. If I'm really on my bullshit, though, and I'm really like gung-ho with my diet and working out, I'll probably suggest that we don't even go out to eat. Like, we could do something else. Like, maybe we just go to a bar and I'll have my meal before we go out and I'll drink my you know, vodka, seltzer, and just, you know, chill with you. We could vibe out. Maybe we could go dancing. Maybe we can go to an escape room, Mm -hmm. a little paint and sip. Y'all know I love me a paint and sip. (laughs) I'm looking at your picture back there. (laughs) Yeah, I see that shit, right? First of all, all, okay, I think I'm low-key an artist. Like, this shit, do you see that shading, girl? I see that ladybug. I have something very (laughs) similar. (laughs) We did that last night for my mom's yeah. birthday. It was very cute. It was but... cute. I saw the pictures, so. <laughs> Super cute. So hilarious. Um, So just talking about me being on my bullshit and trying to get back into the swing of things, I wanted to get into the heart on my sleeve segment. So that's basically where I talk about, like, my trials and tribulations with um, weight loss, weight gain, how I'm trying to just get into a routine, especially throughout this COVID time. Um, so as you all know, I did join a 40 day detox. (sighs) How's that going? (laughs) I don't like to talk about it much (laughs) because I definitely failed. Um, I think I bit off more than I can chew with the 40 days. I have modified my eating. I'm not eating as terribly as I was in the beginning of the quarantine. Um, and I have been working out a little bit more. But I'm not 100% on this detox. It was, it's a lot and it's hard. And I don't think I was mentally prepared to actually go in as strong, especially with my life. It's not, it's not as routine as it usually is. You know, with this COVID, I'm only just getting back to working full time. I haven't worked full time since March. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been going into work but it's been on a modified schedule. Now we're finally getting into going into the city five days a week. Um, I'm still not full-time hours, but I am. I do have to go to work every day, Monday through Friday. Um, so I feel like now it's getting a little bit easier for me. Um, but also I do feel like uh, I did have a mild depression 
during this time. It was very hard for me to get out of bed some days, um, especially with Ethan not being here. Ethan is my son. He was with his father most of the quarantine time. So it's like, I didn't have to get up. I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to, you know, be a mom. I could literally just lay on the bed and binge TV or edit podcasts. Like this podcast has been my saving grace to get me out of this depression, to be quite honest. It's given me something to do and something to focus on besides, you know, regular life shit because regular life shit just wasn't coming around. So having something to do, making sure like, yo, I have to get this episode out by Friday. If it's not edited, if it's not all the things, like everyone's waiting for it at this point. And, you know, not to say that I have millions of subscribers, but I know there's people who are waiting for this on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, where's my episode? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy you say that because I feel like we were, our lives were parallel up into the Mm -hmm. point that we met like the whole idea to launch the podcast academy that was what got me out of my depression I mean not completely but it it helped me to Mm -hmm. get out of the bed so it like gave me something to work on because I've been quarantined since March too so Mm -hmm. it's like we found it at the same time we started the class together and kicked off our class yeah like we were maybe like a week apart Mm -hmm. if that yeah we were a week apart I remember when you started yes so it 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 really got me to not stay in the bed not you know just the same things you said like eating bad Mm -hmm. and staying in bed all day watching tv no movement this podcast got me to like get out of my bed and go to the living room (laughs) something to look forward to Mm -hmm. because I mean you know I was working but I didn't look forward to work yeah it was like I was going into my job and not really doing much right because I work in healthcare, so we didn't have a lot of patients I'm a surgical scheduler there's no surgeries Mm -hmm. happening like still to this day so it was just a lot for me um and then I say mild depression Because I feel like I have been social. I mean, you know, we've been on Instagram. We've been on these lives and on these hip hop battles. But there were just days where I didn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to be completely transparent with you. It's crazy. I started this detox about two weeks ago and I've actually put on five pounds. So I used to weigh myself pretty often. um, But since the weight started creeping on, I've been stepping away from the scale. And it's mostly because I just didn't want to see it. Like I knew it was happening. I know my body. I could feel it in my clothes. Like I know I'm putting on weight. But on Saturday, actually, I stepped on the scale and I was just like, okay, I looked at my scales right in front of my mirror. And I looked at myself and I said, bitch, I'm gonna need for you to get your fucking life together. Because what are you doing? Not only do I have this platform where I talk about, you know, my struggles with weight loss and, you know, body dysmorphia and all of that, but I'm also telling you guys, I want to work on it. So it's like, I'm putting it out there that I want to work on it. And I'm, I haven't been putting in the work. So I've been putting all my, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, so like I, like I said, I've been getting better each week. I actually did a workout yesterday, which was Memorial Day with, um, Daisy, our boo Daisy Mm -hmm. from the Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. And she put me in communication with this personal trainer, Beth. She's from the Bronx. Shout out Bethy Baby 213 on Instagram. She's actually fire. She does Zoom workouts. Mm -hmm. And when I say she kicked my ass, 
she kicked my ass. Like, if I try to get up from this chair right now, I literally have to, like, hold on to my desk and, like, use my arms to support myself because my legs are fucking killing me. Um, on Saturday, when I told myself I needed to get my shit together, I'm a planner. I'm big on lists. I'm big on notebooks. I'm big on calendars. I actually bought a 2020-2021 calendar today. Why? I don't know. Because I have seven. What are you going to but... be doing? <laughs> This is going to be my weight tracking planner. <laughs> I don't know why I needed a whole separate okay. planner for that, but apparently I do. And I wanted to get into the routine of either walking, jogging, running. Obviously, I'm going to build towards the running um, every morning when I don't have Ethan before I go into work. Mm. So now that I have the time and the opportunity, I live right by, it's, it's like a reservoir, and if you go around it one time, it's almost three miles. Oh, wow. Okay. So it takes me about an hour to walk around it. Um, even with my legs in pain and me limping and being crippled, I did it this morning. Yay. And I was very proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. Girl. Because I know that workout hard. killed y'all. I was, I was scared. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that workout after I saw y'all. <laughs> I we can't were, do it. We were dying. <laughs> we were dying. Um, it was only a walk because I could not. My legs were not even trying to cooperate with running today. Like, that is not a jog, bitch. What? I would have fell. Like, right. my leg would have just gave up on me. Um, but my alarm, so I had set my alarm on Saturday. I was like, I'm going to set my alarm Tuesday, 6.45, get out the house, go for this run, get it together. So when my alarm rang this morning, now, I was on Instagram until like 1 a.m. last night, thanks to y'all. Okay? Right. Um, so when my alarm rang at 6.45 this morning, I really was just going to be like, I'll just start tomorrow. But then I was just like, bitch, this is your problem. <laughs> like, you need to just get up. You had five hours of sleep. Like, you don't need any more to function. Like, you'll be okay. And you can always come back and sleep. Always. Like, yeah. I could take a nap right now after this recording. <laughs> right. Like, if I really needed it, you know? Um, but I was very proud of myself. I got up. I got dressed. And I went outside. I did my run and then I got ready for work. And I, it just, it gave me such a sense of accomplishment. That one little thing. So I'm going to try to continue on this path and on this wave of at least getting in those miles. If it's walking or whatever the case may be, just to be more active. I admire um, you because I can't, I have a very hard time with that. When it comes to waking up early to work out. I will always just be like, just do it tomorrow, do it later, and it never gets it's, done. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, on your pat podcast, you're very transparent with your battle of depression. Mm -hmm. How would you say you balance depression and obligations? Mm, I don't handle it well. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I before the quarantine, I just went to work. That was it. So go to work. Yeah. If somebody invites me somewhere on the weekend, I'll try to go. But I've canceled so many plans just because of my depression. Uh -huh. And even talking about workouts, like I need to work. Everybody needs to work out. And I right. there's I can't like there's times that I can't. It got so bad where at one point I just had to go to the gym during my lunch at work because I would mm -hmm. always talk myself out of it if I tried to do it before or after. And mm -hmm. because of my depression, I'll come home and I'll get in the bed. And mm -hmm. that's my comfort. That's my comfort zone. 
So if I've yeah. had, if anything bad has happened to me today or I'm just not feeling, I'm going to get in bed and I'm going to tell myself, oh, you'll just work out tomorrow. You can do it um, later. And it does, it never happens. So I'm not great about balancing my depression and my obligations, but it has to be something I'm passionate about. So just like podcasting, it's the one thing right. that can probably get me to get up. And like you said, people are looking forward to it. So I can't tell myself, oh, I'll just do it next week. Right. Like that's one thing like, that you, you feel like say. you're yeah. disappointing people. Yeah. And they don't even have to say it to you, but you're like, I told them I would get it out every Friday and it's not there. Yeah. So. so you know what's also my thing? Um I'm very I'm a very competitive person. So last week I was, you know, walking on the reservoir and I actually ran into this guy who we never had sex, but it, there were talks of it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so he was running towards me because he was jogging the reservoir. He was running towards me and I was walking past him. And I didn't, I was on my phone and I wasn't paying attention. And he like taps me on the shoulder and he's like, put a pep in your step, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm literally just walking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. So in my mind, like, it was really quick. He was working out, so he wasn't stopping to have a conversation mm -hmm. with me. Like, we talk all the time, so it wasn't even like that. But in my mind, I was like, if he runs around the reservoir and sees me again and I'm not running, I'm going to be tight. Like, oh, yeah. so that literally inspired me to just keep, I never mm -hmm. saw him again. Right. Like, he, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. But I literally, I, and, and I ended up running that day. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't ran in so fucking yeah. long. I was telling my friend that my foot actually started hurting <laughs> on my way back You're like, home. I don't care. I'm just going to run. <laughs> I was in pain. I had to soak my foot in Epsom salt. This is the competitive yeah. nature in me. And it's terrible. <laughs> But when I'm in these moods, like you said, where it's just like a depression and I'm home. And then also us being cancers, our home is our safe oh, space. Yes, yes. I don't mind being home. Like everyone is going crazy with this quarantine. And I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't need to go out tomorrow. Right. I, I have something to do yeah. in the house. Like maybe if I didn't have anything to do, it might bother me mm -hmm. more. But like I said, this podcast has been a saving grace yeah. for me, definitely. And it's given me something to do. And I, I will say that without you guys knowing it, you all, you all have motivated me significantly. Like, mm -hmm. it, Steph, if I see you post something about your podcast <laughs> that comes out on Friday and it's Monday and mine comes out on Tuesday, I'm like, wait, I need to be posting something. Like, <laughs> I'm tripping right now. Like you guys motive because I will lay in the bed and just sit there and I'm like, I can send out the email later. I can post about the podcast later and I'm in my bed mm -hmm. and I see you doing it. And I'm like, what am I doing? I have nothing else to do. <laughs> like I need to Same. promote myself. So mm -hmm. that's another thing that has absolutely helped during this, this time period is all of my social media friends. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like you would think this would hinder friendships, this whole quarantine but I feel like I've made so many new connections mm -hmm. um you know yeah it's virtually I've never seen Taylor in real life but that doesn't mean I don't know her right. I speak to you so often like yeah. I probably speak at this point I might speak to you then more often than some of my mm -hmm. other friends that are really close to yeah. me you know like we know when we just... we're missing like to the point where you're <laughs> like wait it's this time why is she still not 
here. Yeah, like, hello, <laughs> yeah. what's going on? But can you please uh, send Stephanie a text right. message and find out where she is? Is she okay? Mm-hmm. Is Ethan good? You know, <laughs> yeah. and I would do the same for you. Like, where is Tay? Mm-hmm. Because she needs to be here right now, sending out the bat signal. Exactly. Like, where are you at, girl? Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. But it's been great. I, I honestly can say that I have found a community within you guys. Because it's not only just about podcasting, like me and you have had conversations about, you know, battling depression, Mm -hmm. about past relationships, about other things that just happen to come up in conversation. But we've spoken so much and had so much to say to one another. Mm-hmm. It's it's really been great. It's amazing. I, that's one thing I can say. And I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, these people, it's not just about the networking opportunity. Because that is an amazing plus. But mm-hmm. we're also building actual friendships. Like, mm-hmm. I consider you guys to be my friends. And it's just, For sure. it's going to be like that, that sugar on the top when we meet in person, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that actually brings me into my y'all dead ass segment of the show y'all dead because ass because i really yeah are y'all dead ass because i really need to know um because you are my friend and i consider you my friend i'm not here for the skinny shaming i feel like people think because i'm a bigger girl or even because my podcast has the name fat in it that i have a problem with like skinnier women or slender women or men feel like they have to put down those type of body types just because I'm more shapely or whatever the case may be. Um, We were recently on a live together where men were talking about like preferences and how, you know, men like bigger girls or thicker girls or whatever. And then they were talking about comparing a slender girl to a bagger remote. And I was I was offended. I said, okay, what we're not going to do is we're not going to skinny shame these women because of their body. Like that goes against everything of what my podcast is about. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I really just want my podcast to showcase, you know, self-acceptance, body positivity. Mm -hmm. Like that is huge because it's something that us as women or even men just battle constantly day in day out whether it's on social media whether it's on the train you know do you know how many times I haven't sat down in a seat on a train because I'm just like they're gonna think I'm too big to sit Mm. there and it's it's all in my head because they probably don't give a fuck about me they're Mm. not paying me any mind they're playing candy crush on their phone not even giving a fuck about me or me sitting down but it's all in my head um have you ever felt skinny shamed or body shamed by anyone you were interested in? Oh, absolutely. Like just exactly what you said, how they will say they want somebody who's curvier or thicker and immediately they start to put down women who are smaller. And it's like, we don't have Mm -hmm. to do that. You can have your preference. I don't care about that at all. Everybody has their preferences. But when you start to say, you know, you're bony or I don't like girls who have no ass because I was 90 pounds in high school. So I got all the jokes, all Mm -hmm. like I have no body, no ass. So it was hard for me, especially younger um, dating, because I felt like I had to find men who preferred skinny women. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was just because it made me feel better. It's like, okay, he actually really likes skinny women. So I don't feel like he's thinking that 
I feel like a bag of bones laying on top of him. Right. So Or he doesn't yeah. have anything to grab onto. Because exactly, that was another yeah. thing, too. Like, oh, skinny girls don't have any meat to grab onto. Yeah. Like, but who's to say I want you to grab onto my meat? Right. Like, because that's another thing. I feel like sometimes being a bigger woman, I feel fetishized. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just want to pinch my my belly. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. But it's just like, I feel I feel like this is a thing. Um, like, no woman and- wants you to rub on her belly when you're laying on the side. Like, we, none of us. We don't want that. Thank you. None of it's, us. It's- <laughs> it doesn't matter what size you are. We do not want you to grab our belly when we're laying down. Or if there's any yeah. type of role, just Anything. don't point it out to yes. us. You can love it. And, you know, maybe you mm-hmm. want to give me a kiss or whatever or hug me. Yes. That's cool. But don't, like, pinch it or be like, ooh. Right. Like, that is such a turnoff. I am not the Pillsbury Doughboy. Do not poke me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like we spoke earlier about height. You know, we have a preference with mm-hmm. height. But the first thing we said was, listen, no offense to shorter guys. That's just not my preference. And there's nothing wrong with saying Mm -hmm. that you have a preference of something. But it's when you put the the opposite spectrum down because of your preference. Like, there's no reason to do that. If you don't like skinny girls, then that's fine. That's like if I said, oh, six, five niggas are so fine. And five, six niggas, they look like little itty bitty clowns. Like... (laughs) I don't need to say that. That's so unnecessary. It's beyond (laughs) unnecessary. There's no reason for that, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, at all. And it's something with society that happens so much. Like, you'll have people like Lizzo posting pictures in a bikini. And you don't have to like it. You may not like how Lizzo looks in that bikini. But that doesn't mean that you have to comment ridiculous shit underneath her post Mm -hmm. just because it's not your cup of tea do you know how many people actually look at that and probably get turned on Mm -hmm. and and younger girls who just feel like oh my gosh if she can do that I can do that too girl I saw her in an orange bikini and it was like a thong and Mm -hmm. I was like well bitch if you could do that shit I know I could do that shit like because I I might be big or whatever but I know I'm a bad bitch Mm -hmm. like it don't take, like, maybe not right now. You're looking at me and I look a little crazy. We both look but crazy. <laughs> it's quarantine, yeah. guys. My hair isn't done. Right. My, I have no nails. I, my fingers look like nubs. Like, little nubs. I get all of that shit. <laughs> but for the most part, I have built up my self-confidence to know that I'm a bad bitch. And what's for me won't pass me. If you like me, great. If you don't, cool that just means you're not for me I'm not gonna force somebody to like me or I'm not gonna change myself to fit your standards of what you think beauty is because yes I'm on a weight loss journey ups and downs I want to work out there's certain things I want to you know accomplish with my body but that's not for my partner or people I'm trying to attract Mm -hmm. or just society in general it's for me and me wanting to feel healthier like you said earlier everyone needs to work out and whether you want to lose weight or not and I mean whoever likes it is gonna like it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's the same thing even with smaller women like when I put on a bikini I'm like I don't have no no hips like who wants to see this (laughs) like am I even filling out the bikini right now 
You know what I mean? Right. And it's it's the same thing. Like we we all deal with the same type of um, self image issues and body dysmorphia. So that's that's one thing that really bothers me when people, you know, I love all types of sizes, all women, all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's always just so hurtful when they put down the opposite side of the spectrum to make the other side feel good. Like even when people try to make me feel good and it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want all that. Like, I don't need somebody who has all this meat on them. And I'm like, you you don't have to say that. Just tell me that you like my body. (laughs) Right. Just say you like yeah, me. You Don't like compare me. Yeah. me to someone who doesn't look like me. Right. Like there's no reason for that. Mm-hmm. And growing up, my best friend was actually very slim. Mm-hmm. She was probably like you, maybe a hundred pounds all through high school, yeah. maybe soaking wet. And I remember we used to tell each other, she wanted to gain weight so badly. Mm-hmm. And at that time I'm looking at her like, bitch, you're <laughs> like, what (laughs) you don't have any problems like in my head I'm thinking you don't have any problems you're skinny you can wear whatever you want whenever you want and it's not an issue but she used to tell me like you know that weight you want to lose if you could just give it to me we'd both be happy and it's like that's crazy and that's what really put me on that we all go through the same yeah and and what you just said I've been told that so many times like bitch you can wear whatever you want to wear no, I can't. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, if that was the case, then you could wear whatever you wanted to wear. Because we all are just yeah. people who have bodies. Like, if I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. in it, I really can't wear it. Just like when you don't feel comfortable in something, you can't just put it on and feel good about it. Right. I think now it's definitely gotten better clothing wise because they make more fashionable clothes for bigger mm-hmm. women. Let me tell you, when I was at my heaviest, I would have to order clothes from um, Europe. Wow. For it to be fashionable yeah. and to come in my size. Because the shit that they had here, all that Lane Bryant, oh, and all yeah. that ugly shit, it's ugly. Maternity clothes it's... is what they it looks like sometimes. And so cheaply made. Mm-hmm. It's so disgusting. So I would order from like ASOS. I would order from Dorothy, um, Dorothy Perkins, I think that was the name of the website. And everybody would always ask me like, where do you get your clothes from? Yeah. Because... Like, you look good. And I'm just like, listen, I have to order it because trying to buy clothes here, this was before Fashion Nova, Mm -hmm. before Pretty Little Things started making shapewear and all that shit. I really had to, like, do my fucking research. Wow. Yeah. That's something I never knew. I never thought about that before. Yeah. You guys, like, I'm sure you have jeans that don't have stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't own a pair of jeans that fit me well that don't have stretch Mm -hmm. they just they just do not fit me well I'm on a mission so guys if any of my listeners know of jeans denim jeans that fit thicker women well that don't necessarily have to be like those fashion nova stretchy jeans please put your girl on because I'm on a mission I'm gonna search for them and I'm going to find them you will find them we're gonna find them (laughs) I did want to say something else when we were talking about, um, you know, being skinny shamed. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that always sticks into my mind whenever people ask me that is Nicki Minaj's <laughs> song, Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that song and I would like dance to it. But mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody realizes that at the end she's like, fuck them skinny bitches, fuck them skinny. And I'm like, 
You know, I never realized she does. that. I'm like, she just ruined the whole vibe for me. Like, I don't even like listening to that song anymore. Because for me, it was just like the beat and like Anaconda. And I'm like, okay, I got a little butt. I'm going to shake my little butt. But then at the end, she's just like, fuck these skinny bitches. But the nerve of Nikki, like, you only have that ass because you bought it. Right. You know? like, like, let's be real. You don't need to fucking shame skinny bitches especially like your fans are all types of women right like i can't believe she said yeah, that she in a is. song at the end of the song yes i guess because it didn't pertain to me i just like it right. went over my head yes <laughs> that's terrible mm-hmm. it always just sticks out to me because i'm like that was one of those times where i'm like that was unnecessary <laughs> right like you made Definitely. it the whole song and then at the end you're like okay fuck all these skinny bitches Right, you couldn't just cut those five seconds off? Right. Like, nobody would have missed it, I promise Nobody. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tay, this was great. Tell my followers where they can find you, what projects you have coming up, anything. Of course. So you can follow me on Instagram. My podcast page is You're Too Pretty to Be Single. And you can also follow me on my personal page. It's Taylor E. Babe XO. Um, I'm also somewhat on twitter <laughs> you can follow me at <laughs> ytp podcast and um, i also have a facebook page i'm working on my website right now because like i said steffi motivates me so i was just looking at your website <laughs> i was like oh, were you really? yeah i was i was like let me go ahead and get started on my website it's so remedial but i'm trying yeah no it's good it's good <laughs> i like it i'm gonna get mine popping soon but um all I can say is just please go out and listen to my podcast. Like it is definitely a passion project for me. So um, if you want to get to know me, if you liked what you heard, then you can get to know me way more by going out and subscribing, rating, reviewing your Too Pretty to Be Single podcast. I love it. I love it. Her podcast is really the shit. Like she has become my rotation. Today is Tuesday. I was running around today. I haven't listened to today's mini mini sode, but I will yeah. because I cannot wait. Whole phase part two mm-hmm. came out today. Um, it's going to be out on all streaming platforms for you to listen to. Guys, don't forget, rate and review. It means the world to us. Yes. If you could just rate, review, say something nice. Um, I might read it in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so say something nice because I'm not reading bad shit. Um, <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Find and Thick Pod. Um, there's also my personal page, underscore Steffi Kiss. Everything will be linked down below. Tay's information, my information as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. This was great. Thank you, Tay, for coming and being my guest. Thanks, oh, Steph. in case y'all didn't know, I actually popped her cherry. This was her first time appearing first as a time. guest. I'm not a virgin anymore. Thanks, Steph. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Bye.